Today on the show, we have Talita Tan with us, a singer-songwriter and sports enthusiast. She's known for her bold personality online. You are listening to Recess. I'm Kessel. And I'm Sulin. Let's go! Hey Talita, welcome to the show. So happy to have Hi. you here. We are happy to be here. Hi. We have Hello. a bonus guest today. Who is that? <laughs> this is the main star. This is Creamy. The love the man in my life. <laughs> oh my god, we are we are so happy. We cannot wait to start, you know, getting into it with you and Creamy. <laughs> totally adorable. Hi, you're so cute. I'm sorry, animal lover fangling right now. That I'm fangling over your cat. <laughs> Okay, so you are a Malaysian singer-songwriter and you are also an influencer and I love seeing how like authentic you are online, you know, you're just yourself. But can you share with us your life before becoming a singer-songwriter? What did you do in school? Where did you go to school and how did you get here? Um... Um, okay, so it's a long story. I think I started um, getting into... Sorry, I'm gonna put the boy down. Bye! Okay, um, so I started music when I was in when I was about fourteen, fifteen in high school because like um, like I always saw people like Tyler Ward, Kina Granice, and a whole bunch of other YouTubers are doing YouTube things, and and I thought, oh hey, if they can do it, why can't I? I had a camera. Um, I I picked up the guitar, and then I'm like, okay, uh, I started doing covers. Um, so I think. That is like when my life started. <laughs> um, before that, like it's kind of my childhood is kind of a blur. Um, I don't quite remember the younger, younger days. I remember like having a Nokia phone. I remember playing badminton and stuff like that. But um, I think um, like in in terms of fitness, because um, that's also something that I'm really into. Uh, I started that when I was also about fourteen, fifteen. So that the first sport that I got really, really into was football futsal football um so I, I play every single day um but before that was like kind of like trying to get fitter because you know growing up with Asians they were always they would always like feel the need to comment on your body which um which is not very nice to grow up with uh but but because of that like I eventually like I got into fitness I got into something I enjoy la, so like I'm glad I enjoy it I got into that um and got into music because it was just something I I enjoyed doing um but before that uh I'm generally not a study person <laughs> so like, I kind of proved to my parents that I don't have to study per se not not don't have to study but like they kind of like okay Talita just pass for an Asian parent to say that it means a lot <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I think. <laughs> I think, uh, us, I want, for me, I think I have a lot of friends who wants to be like a singer when they grow up and you talk about your dreams, like I want to be on the stage and just singing to a big, my fans. Um, but we know that people have said that, oh, the music scene is just not as big in Malaysia if you want to compare it to like China or like to the US. Um, what is it like being an artist in Malaysia? How has the journey been for you so far? So honestly, realistically, uh, it's definitely not as big as it is in China or, or in the US. I mean, there are a lot bigger places uh, generally. Um, and uh, I think because... Um, it was not as supported as like when 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 people start getting into it. It's typical for us to like just generally not, and for parents to not support like the fact that it is an art industry, not so much on your business side and like money or earn, um, earning money, especially during this time. Um, so I mean, uh, it's different. 
it it definitely got better and uh, there there are definitely people who support you but honestly definitely not as big as um worldwide or international sometimes i feel like there is a limit put on us like where we can only get so far and then sometimes you're just like oh how do i break that barrier um i still ask myself that question so like i i uh, can't say it's like a great industry but it's it's i'm doing something i enjoy hence why i have i'm doing other things at the side um learning different things and doing different things so music is something i'm doing and i enjoy doing i um did say before that it's something that i want to do for the rest of my life and i want that to be something that i can still do for the rest of my life rather than seeing it as a job because that takes away the fun and the the passion from it um which i often did see uh, at one point because it was becoming like a full-time job where like i was only doing it to earn money and i'm like oh i don't see the joy in performing anymore and then this whole mco happened and i'm like okay reminded of how how much i enjoyed being on stage performing for people um watching people sing to my music and and like know my music and that's like just yeah yeah i mm. i listen to some of your music online and you have like millions of streams and i read that most of your inspiration in writing music actually come from heartbreaks um what's one relationship lessons you have learned that still resonates with you today relationship lesson that i learned uh get your heart broken so you can write songs <laughs> <laughs> no for real no, though <laughs> i wouldn't say i've learned much from those relationships i mean like definitely learned something but i'm i'm just glad i got heartbroken so i can write songs <laughs> like that's how that's how i kickstarted the career so like it helped so i'm just like wow that, that if i i could like if that happened um, because of the career i'm like glad i'm glad that he broke up with me <laughs> not worth my time <laughs> but uh, i've been like um like ever uh, i think maybe a few years back i started um learning how to write not so heartbreaking songs it's it's a lot harder to write happy songs so much harder because like sad songs is where you can pour out your feelings and i generally feel better after i after i write a song because it feels like that heartbreak got put in the song and i'm like replenished and brand new so um yeah happy songs so like the songs i've been writing it wouldn't say happy has a happy note to it but more of a um realizing self-worth um um saying no to the people who don't deserve you kind of thing it's like you know i i i do me and i deserve me kind of thing yeah that that's really incredible so in october 2020 you shared on ig that you suffered from bulimia can you tell us a little bit more about that uh uh Wow. Um I don't even know when exactly it started or why exactly or what gave me the idea. I think probably movies. <laughs> you know, um but um in general like I I think self-confidence has always been a thing for me where I didn't have enough. Um um and and the idea of having so many people like um watching you like this is now but back then not so much on everyone watching you but that one was more of like the pressure of wanting to look like everybody else and like um not 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 like bashing my mom in any way i love my mom and i know she loves me and like um and she's great my mom i'm very close to my mom but like i grew up with her 
saying like, oh, hey, you have no waist. <laughs> Your thigh is very big. Uh, I get that from my grandmother as well. Um, or aunties, whenever you gain weight, gain weight or lose weight, they'll always have something to say. And especially when you're online, they'll always have something to say. Everyone has something to say. When I lose weight, I got lean. They'll be like, oh, I preferred you when you had more meat. Or, or when I get a bit, um, like, and if my ab lines aren't showing, they're like, oh, I thought you had abs. Oh, gain weight lah. Dagamok lah. You know, all these things. And um, all that pressure eventually, like, built up in, um, in general. So, like, uh, I wouldn't say I have um, cured myself from from like this whole body dysmorphia um, because I think it's a very long process it's generally very hard so if anybody like says that it's like something so easy to go through it's definitely not um, because it's just something you have to really dig deep in you to figure out how to fix which I'm also still figuring out so like the best way to like I feel that I've um lived with it was uh to surround yourself with people who understand who who wants to understand you because not everybody can understand it but like has the empathy to be there for you and uh and um you know um you have to be open to talk about your problems to be able to address it and to be able to stop like anything so like whenever i feel like i'm i'm i, I want to like you know puke everything i eat um i would like make sure i i announce it and then they would try to stop me. Whoever in my family would try to stop me. Or, or I'd be like, okay, I'm overeating. And then they, they'd stop me from eating some more kind of thing. Um, but um, uh, I've been slowly allowing myself to eat not as clean foods. But still going for healthier options. Um, so I'm, I'm sticking with the healthier options because I, I generally want to do this because I want to be healthy. Not so much on like uh, getting super lean and super fit. Am I as lean as I was in that photo? No. Um, but if I want to get there, I know I can. So that's just something that I need to remind myself that it's not possible to stay at 12% body fat like long term all year round because it's not healthy, especially because we are women. Um, we're, it's not healthy for you if you're so lean because hormonal wise, it's not great. And I've got a lot of hormonal issues because of like, um, I don't know, some people are just born with hormonal issues. So I've got PCOS, I've got hypothyroidism. So I'm also dealing with that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, working on it always going to be working on it um but i've got a support system and i think that's uh, what makes it best and this cat makes it all better ah uh. right? <laughs> and like you said you're very into fitness um you're a personal trainer you do pole dancing you are a racer do you think these physical activities play a role in helping you uh in your battle against bulimia i definitely think it does because um um, exercising in general would give you uh, happy endorphins, <laughs> right? Uh, so, so, so that helps. Um, but also, um, I enjoy doing it. So I, I, it's not that great to say that it's a great uh, that I use it as a distraction from food. Uh, but I do use it as a distraction for me to do something rather than sitting down and doing nothing. Um, I personally enjoy doing these sports. That's why I pick it up. Um, not so much on like helping my 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 bulimia or anything, but I, I do it because I enjoy it. So like for uh, and, and I do it because it's it's fun, it's healthy, uh, <laughs> YOLO <laughs> to a certain extent. Uh, 
but yeah, it's it's yeah. <laughs> there are things that I wish my mom like put me into. Like I wish I got into uh, gymnastics or 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 all these things that can give me more body awareness, and I could be like representing Malaysia right now. That would be great. That would be a dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do seem to be a person that does what she wants. You know, you're not focused on fitting into a stereotype or a dogma. But as an influencer, do you think it makes it harder to be yourself when like everyone is watching you? Uh, definitely. Uh, I try to be myself as much as I can uh, online. But sometimes uh, when it comes to like, let's say sponsored content, some clients don't allow you to uh, be yourself per se. I'm like, you're hiring me to be me. Why won't you let me be me? So there's that. Um, not bashing anybody, but just saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but um in terms of everybody else, yeah, definitely. But I, I uh, try to be as genuine as possible. Um, but at the same time, you uh, like often people. Like I'm not sure if you've seen like these comments on pe- like um, people bashing on influencers when like oh I don't see you promoting uh, much about like the government or or all these like awareness and stuff. It's like technically it's not our job, you know, and and and. and it's it's not the you should be bashing politicians for this not us. I feel we, like people also in, have like expectations of influencers that uh, influencers yeah. should know everything they should have an opinion yeah. about everything I want to see what you yeah. think you should stand up for it and yeah. I think it's just a lot of pressure you're just human being like you yeah. said you're just trying to be yourself yeah, yeah. and connect with yes. people yeah yeah and and with this whole MCO thing I enjoy being at home you know, like, I, I enjoy being at home with my cats, with my family. Um, um, I enjoy not having to go for events and <laughs> show face so often. Like, you know, like a bit, I, I mean, MCU has gotten us a little bit lazy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, the pressure, that, that, that pressure that you mentioned is definitely something that I feel. Um, so I think everyone, like, tries to be as genuine as they can. But sometimes we just get bashed for everything. Um, like, just bashed for, like, having a feeling, bashed for... Um, um, breathing even like like there are a lot of things that you can or cannot do and everybody has an opinion yes you can have an opinion but like some people are just very fixated on that and it doesn't allow you space to breathe um, which can be quite stressful um, and w- which gets you like often like especially when you have a lot of people doing that to you like everyone coming at one go you often start questioning yourself and you're like okay what am, am I wrong um if it, it is am I as a person wrong um, you know that kind of thing and start questioning yourself which is uh, quite uh, stressful mental mental health not so great there but um, it's okay like again it's the whole support system that you need so like home is where I get to refresh kind of thing where I'm like okay social media shouldn't be part of my life here yeah so I'm like constantly asking my boyfriend to be like a faster la, make me tai tai so I don't need to uh, <laughs> don't need to do this anymore <laughs> I want to be a Thai Thai and housewife. I love it. You're like a, a typical Malaysian. <laughs> but you got your own things going on, you know. Um, so what are you working on next? What can we anticipate? Any music? Any show coming up? Um, shows? I'm doing a charity show, I think, uh, in two weeks. Uh, I think in two weeks' time. I don't remember the exact date, but I'll promote it on my social media so you can hit over there uh, um, music wise I might be releasing one song um, a song like a single in a month's time no confirmation on a date either 
maybe there is, but I'm not sure. I need to ask my manager. Oops. <laughs> um, but I released a couple of songs um, this, uh, this year. So uh, you can check that out on my Spotify. You can search out my name. Uh, you can he- head over to my Instagram with all the information there because I promote all the things I do. Um, that is Telitabi, you know, T-A-L-I-T-H-A-B-E. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. We love having little sneak peeks, hashtag sneak peeks on the channel. Oh, sorry, on the show. So let's segue into a quick fire round, a little something we like to call this or that. I'm horrible. Okay. The, the timing was okay. All right, are you ready, Talita? It's just like this or that. So you just choose the first thing that comes in your head. Okay, I try. My brain. Okay. Oh, <laughs> ready? Three, two, one. Pull-ups or push-ups? Pull-ups. Snacks for yourself or for your cats? Cats. Pizzas or burgers? Pizzas. Cheese. (laughs) Ooh, okay. Matcha or pistachio flavor? Pistachio. If you had to give up one for a month, which would it be? Your laptop or your phone? My laptop. Okay. A little uncertainty there. Right, let's go into a bonus open-ended question. Are you ready? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. One sport for the rest of your life. What's it going to be? Wow. Um, wow. I do so many. How do you pick? Uh, I think maybe I would say parkour because that's like everything in one sport. So maybe parkour, <laughs> but I don't do that anymore. Because <laughs> it's hard. It's so hard. Um, and I'm so lazy to drive all the way to Putrajaya kind of thing. But yeah, parkour, um, if I was good at it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. thank you so much, Sharita, for coming on the show and just sharing your story with us, your thoughts on being an influencer and being so genuine. I'm sure the listeners are going to take away something if this is the path they want to go down and just a glimpse behind um, your social media image that you paint, uh, which is so genuine and so real. And I follow you. I'm, I'm a fan. Um, just seeing your truthfulness. I think that's really rare these days. Thank you so much again for your time today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) And we'll see you guys in the next episode.